Welcome to the Greystone Church Podcast. We are grateful that you're here and taking time out of your day to listen and grow with God. We pray that God will speak to you and you will experience His amazing love through this message. Let's take a listen. Hey, let's give Josh and the band another big hand. Yeah, super awesome. Everybody you see on stage is volunteers, and the two drummers actually grew up at our church, so that's super, super cool. Uh, little drummer boy is a big part of our Christmas Eve uh, tradition, so it's so great to see you guys. I want to I talk this Christmas about hope, and I want to encourage you this Christmas to choose hope. And I want you to ask yourself a question, what am I hoping God for this Christmas? Now, one of the things I love about our, our Christmas Eve service is having the kids in the service with us. Are any of the kids in the service? Any of the kids? Are y'all excited about Christmas? Who, which of the kids want to share with me what you're hoping for for Christmas? Anybody? Any of the kids? All right, we've got, we've got one over here. All right, what, what are you hoping for for Christmas? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, that's, he's the greatest gift of all, isn't he? Who, who else? Who else wants to share something? All right, we got a big kid right here. You want, you want to share something? I'm going to agree with her. <laughs> what about, what, any kids? Huh? Yeah, well, that's what we're asking, yeah. All right, we're going we're gonna to come over here. We're getting... Yeah, okay, we got some big kids. Some big kids. What do you want for Christmas? A book. A book? Yeah. Okay. You don't know? Yeah? Maybe a haircut? No? <laughs> oh, we got one. <laughs> All right, what, what do you want for Christmas? A Barbie house. A Barbie house. Oh, that would, that would be... That would be great. Well, I, pre I appreciate y'all playing along. Uh, can we get this young man a gift card, somebody? Get, get, get him a gift card. So kids have hopes for Christmas. They, they're hoping for a particular uh, present. Uh, we might have different hopes and, and dreams. Like one of the things I was hoping for for Christmas is that my mom would bring me some of her seafood gumbo, and uh, she brought me some some seafood gumbo. Maybe some of you are hoping for a Christmas bonus, like you're, you're hoping that, that the Christmas bonus is going to come through and you're not going to be a member of the Jelly of the Month Club, like you're going to actually get a, a, get a Christmas bonus. Some of us are hoping for our football teams to, uh, to win their bowl game. That might be something you're hoping for. A lot of people are going to be traveling over the holidays, and, and sometimes you might be you know, driving a little bit too fast, and you, you pass the police officer, and, and uh, you're hoping he doesn't pull in behind you, right? You're hoping you don't see those, those blue lights uh, come on. Every time I play golf, and I'm a very optimistic person, I'm, I'm hoping for a hole-in-one. Like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to shoot a hole-in-one today. Some of you who are hunters, you're hoping to shoot that big deer, right? You're, you're hoping for that, that, that state record trophy deer that you can hang on the wall. Those of you who are fishermen, you're hoping to catch that big fish, right? Speaking of fish, <laughs> Stephanie Locke made me this Christmas ornament. Check it out. 
This is me holding my 40-pound fish, record fish. I'm going to hang this on the Christmas tree uh, right next to all of Jennifer's birds that she has on the tree. What are you hoping God for this Christmas? Maybe you're hoping for a new house, or maybe you're hoping for a pregnancy, trusting God uh, for a pregnancy, and, uh, or you're trusting God for one of your children to become pregnant so you can have grandkids, right? Or maybe you're just hoping for clear scans. You're hoping to be cancer-free, or, or, or you're hoping that someone you love will be cancer-free. Uh, maybe this Christmas, you're just hoping for a quiet, peaceful life with no drama. Good luck with that, okay? <laughs> because we all have drama queens and drama kings in our lives. I want to give you a definition of hope. And this is from Google. It says, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Some similar words of hope are aspiration, desire, wish, expectation, ambition, aim, dream. We all have hopes and dreams. Uh, we have hopes and dreams for ourselves, and we have hopes and dreams for our kids. Some of us have hopes and dreams uh, for our grandkids. Uh, I think we all have a particular disposition in life. Like some of us are positive and some of us are negative, and the people who are negative would say they're more like realist. <laughs> I'm an extremely positive person. I'm, I'm extremely optimistic. Uh, I'm always thinking best case scenario. Like no matter what's going on, I'll, I'll tell Jennifer, like best case scenario is going to happen. And so I think in life, some of us are Tiggers, some of us are Eeyores, and some of us are Poos, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. When something we're hoping for, something we're praying for, something we're trusting God for, when that doesn't happen, we're heartbroken, right? We're, 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 we're sick, like, like our hearts are, are sick. But when something happens that we're trusting God for, something happens that we've been longing for and hoping for and expecting to happen, it fills us with joy. It fills us with excitement. And so I want to encourage you this Christmas. We have a choice, right? We can choose to hope or we can choose not to get our hopes up. I want to encourage you this Christmas to choose hope. Choose hope. Now, when we look at the world around us, it doesn't seem like we have that much to hope for, especially if you watch the news. Like there's always breaking news, right? And if you, if you buy into everything that you're watching on the news, you're going to turn into a doomsday prepper. It's going to be doom and gloom, right? You're, you're, you're going to move off the grid. You're going to become self-sufficient, right? You're going to store up a bunch of canned goods and a bunch of water and, 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 and a bunch of nine mils. Like you got you to, you know, it's doom and, and gloom, Right? So when I look at this world around us, we see this, this uh, moral decay of humanity. Uh, we see division in our country like we've never seen before. Uh, we see a down economy. Uh, there's a war in Israel. There's a war in the Ukraine. We're sending our soldiers over to fight the war. 
Uh, statistics tell us over the last 40 years that church attendance has declined. And over the last 40 years, millions and millions of Christians have walked away from the Christian faith. We, know, we know, no longer live in a Christian nation. The majority of the people who live in the United States no longer believe in God. So on the surface, it doesn't seem like we have that much to hope for. But our hope is not in the world. Our hope is not in a government. Our hope is not in a political party. Our hope is not in the stock market. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in God. I want to talk about biblical hope because biblical hope isn't simply being optimistic. It's not simply being a tigger. It's not, not, not simply, uh, you know, the power of positive thinking. Biblical hope is not based upon circumstances. It's not based upon a government. It's not based upon a political party. It's not based upon an economic strategy. Biblical hope is based upon a person. Biblical hope is based upon the person and character of God. He is the one that we're placing our hope. Psalm 39, 7 says, But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Biblical hope is to trust in the Lord. Biblical hope is trusting in who God is, what he has done, and what he has promised to do. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a human that he should lie. Uh, He is not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill. The Bible is full of thousands and thousands of promises from God to us. God is true to his promises. Now, people will let us down, but God never lets us down. He's been faithful to us all the days of our lives. And the Christmas story is a reminder to us that God is true to his promises. Because he promised for hundreds and hundreds of years to send a Savior, to send a Messiah, to send someone to save us from our sins and to give us peace. And one of those prophecies, Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of God's promises. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Our hope is in God, and more specifically, our hope is in Jesus. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at the Christmas story. We've been looking from different angles of the Christmas story. And one of the things I've been sharing with our church is that Christmas isn't just the celebration of Jesus' birth. Yes, it is the celebration of Jesus' birth, incredible, uh, miraculous birth. But Christmas is celebrating the advent of Christ. It's celebrating the first coming of Christ. It's celebrating Jesus' birth, but also his life, his death, and his resurrection. You can't talk about the manger without talking about the cross, right? And so this is the gospel. This is the the good news. We're to declare it on, on the mountain that Jesus Christ has been born. Jesus Christ came and he lived a perfect life. And he died on the cross for our sins. He paid the penalty for you. He paid the penalty for me. And he was buried. And on the third day, he rose from the grave. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we can rise from the grave and spend eternity in heaven with God. 
This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is the Christmas story. We're saved by God's amazing grace. We're not saved by our good works. We're not saved by coming to church. We're not saved by reading our Bibles. We're saved by what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us. Titus 2, 11 through 14 says, for, for the grace of God has been revealed. Right? Grace is the gift. The gift of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world. Listen to this. How should we live? How should we live as followers of Jesus? We should live with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Are you living with wisdom, living your life according to the truth of God's word? Are you living right, in a right relationship with God and a right relationship with others? And are you living devoted to God? While we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin and to cleanse us and to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds. And so we have salvation in heaven through putting our faith in Jesus Christ. And we long for the second coming of Christ. And I'm going to do a whole series next year on, on the second coming of Christ and the end times and how Israel is related to all that. We long for the second coming. We long for eternal life. And our hope is in heaven. We're looking forward to heaven. If you're taking notes, that's the third point is our hope is in heaven. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4 says, Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he didn't have to do it, but in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Listen to this. Kept in heaven for you. Kept in heaven for you. Our hope is a living hope. Our hope is in God, our hope is eternal. It's through the resurrection of Jesus that death has been defeated. The grave has been defeated. Hell has been defeated. Sin has been defeated. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we can have forgiveness of sin and be, be raised to walk in this new life of Christ. Amen. Our hope is in heaven. This is the gospel. This is the, the good news. 2023. As I, as I look back on this year, you know, one of the challenging things with ministry is, is life is full of joy and full of sorrow. And we've had incredible things happen. You know, hundreds of people have been baptized, lives have been changed, like, like babies have been born, people have been married, like all these incredible things to celebrate. But at the same time, we've suffered a lot of loss this year. In 2023, I have officiated more funerals than I've ever officiated in my life. We've suffered a lot of losses. It's been, it's been a very challenging year. Now, every time someone asks me to officiate the celebration of life service for a loved one, it's, it's an incredible honor to celebrate someone's life and to celebrate the fact that they're in heaven with Jesus. And I was thinking about all the people who've left us this year to go home to heaven. And we have celebrated the lives of our moms and our dads, our grandmas and our grandpas, our sons and our daughters, our brothers and our sisters, our aunts and our uncles, 
our nieces and our nephews, our husbands and our wives and our friends. And every life that we've celebrated is a reminder to us that life doesn't end at the grave. That God created us for so much more than this life. He's created us to live for all eternity. And as we think about all these loved ones, you know, Christmas, it's going to be tough for a lot of us this year because we're, we're going to have an empty seat at the table. We're going to be missing someone that, that we love. I was talking with one of our widows last Sunday, just asking her about Christmas and what her, what her plans were. And, and uh, she looked up at me because she's a lot shorter than me. And she looked at me and she looked me in the eye and she said, Jonathan, I don't look forward to Christmas. Christmas is a sad day for me. And it's going to be a sad day for a lot of us. And may God's grace be sufficient for us. But when you think about that person and you see that empty chair, I want you to be reminded that our hope is in heaven. If they knew Jesus, they're in heaven with Jesus. And even if you gave them the opportunity to come back, they're not coming. <laughs> they're, they're, they want to be with Jesus. But they want to be in heaven. And that's what we long for because our hope is in heaven. Listen to what Jesus, I can't wait either. I'm looking forward to it. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have, not, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you to be with me, that you also may, may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And so Jesus is, is sharing with his disciples the last week of his life. He's, he, he's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going go to go to heaven, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, we are also disciples of Jesus, and he's telling us he's gone to prepare a place for us a place kept in heaven for you, a place reserved for you. And as he was sharing this with his disciples, they weren't quite connecting the dots, right? They didn't quite understand what Jesus was talking about. And, and uh, Thomas is the first one to speak up. And we affectionately know Thomas as Downing Thomas. And I think a lot of us can relate to Thomas, right? Because we, we, we want to investigate the situation. And so Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going so how can we know the way? Like, they, they didn't know what he, what he was referring to. And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way to heaven, right? This is the Christmas story. We cannot get to heaven on our own. And, and man's religion is our attempt to try to get to God, but we couldn't get to God. So God sent his son to us. And Jesus Christ came, and he lived a perfect life. As John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. He came to be the Savior of the world. He died on the cross for our sins. And it's through the cross of Christ that he bridges the gap between heaven and earth. And it's through the cross of Christ, it's through faith in Jesus, that we can go to heaven and spend eternity with him. This is the gospel. This is the, the good news. 
And if you're unsure of your salvation, you just happen to be here on a Christmas Eve and, and maybe a friend or family member brought you, and you're unsure if you're going to heaven, I want you to know that Jesus Christ died for you. He has a place for you in heaven. I want to encourage you to put your hope in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus. No one is beyond hope. No one is beyond saving. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, or what you've done. God's grace is sufficient for you. God can save you. If God can save a sinner like me, God can save you. I want to encourage you to put your hope in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus. That's the, that's the Christmas story. That's the gospel. If you've already put your faith in Jesus, I want you to know that you're secure in him. You can't lose your salvation. I, I love this verse in, in Hebrews 6, 19. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Jesus is our hope. He is the anchor for our souls. Our security is in him. Yeah, we're living in a crazy world. There's no, 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 no doubt about it, right? We're in, this, we're in this boat and the storms are blowing and the winds are blowing, the, the rain's coming down, the floods are rising. But we're building our house on the rock. We're building our marriages. We're building our families on a firm foundation. We are secure in him. And our place in heaven is secure in him. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you'll overflow with a confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. No matter what you're going through this Christmas, maybe you're going through a breakup. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you're battling cancer or one of your loved ones is battling cancer. Or maybe you've recently lost someone very close to you. Maybe you're struggling financially. Maybe you have a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. I want to remind you, no matter what you're going through, God is our source of hope. Amen. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, what does he say? We can have peace, we can have joy, and we can have a confident hope. I want to encourage you this Christmas, choose hope. Put your hope in Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you for the Christmas story. I thank you for the gospel. I thank you that you've packed out the church today. I want you to know that you're here for a reason, you're here for a purpose. And if you've never put your faith in Jesus, I'm going to encourage you today to put your hope in him. Surrender your life to him. Thank him for what he's done on the cross for you. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and ask him to give you eternal life. No one is beyond saving. No one is beyond hope. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I encourage you to put your faith in Jesus. God, we thank you that Jesus is the anchor of our souls. 
I pray for all those who are, who are going through difficult times. God, I pray that you would mend broken relationships. I pray that you'd bring prodigal children home. I pray that you would heal those who have cancer. God, you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. God, I pray that you would provide for people. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. God, we pray for those who are trusting you for a pregnancy. God, we pray for a Christmas miracle. God, we're going to choose hope. We're going to choose to put our hope in you, our trust in you. We believe, God, that you are true to your promises. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more messages or info on Greystone Church, feel free to go to our website, greystonechurch.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We look forward to connecting with you. We hope you have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.